You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time. It's time. Time to get in the zone. Time to get in the zone. With the 49ers web zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian. Playoff picture is it's fun, man. It, it really is fun. And you look look at the NFC right now. So we have the Eagles right now are the one seed at 13 and 3. The Eagles are playing the Giants this week, who may or may not play their starters. From looking at the line, which I think was up to 13-ish, Vegas doesn't think the Giants are going to play their starters. But they have nothing yeah, to play for. That's the thing. Nothing to play for. Nothing. They are um locked, I believe, into the sixth seed, right? Yes. yes, and um, they have absolutely nothing to play for this week. The Niners at the two seed, if they win, they'll stay there. If they win and the Eagles lose, they would go to the one seed. That's yes. that's the hope, obviously. Um, but if they win, they'll they'll stay at two, which is also fine. You have the Vikings at three, the Bucks at four, the Cowboys at five, the Giants at six. And where it gets interesting, so right now the Seahawks are in the seventh seed at eight. Yeah. Lions are in the eighth seed at eight and eight. The Packers are in the ninth seed at eight. Let's see if we can get this all right. If the Packers win, they are in. If the Seahawks win and the Packers lose, the Seahawks are in. If the Seahawks lose and the Lions beat the Packers, the Lions are playing the Packers on Sunday night. Correct. The Lions are. I said that all right, right? I didn't get yep. ahead of myself on Nailed that. It. So no, we got it. We are looking at the two seed right now. I think if, if I had to make an official Al Sackle prediction, I think that the Packers are, are going to take care of business. They're playing well. I, I just kind of feel like they're 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 going to beat the Lions and, and they're going to end up in that seventh seed. And you have Brian. If they're the seventh seed, who would they play? What's the team? They would play, play the San Francisco 49ers. They would play the San Francisco 49ers. <laughs> so that to me, and that's probably for the NFL too. You think the NFL's rooting for that matchup? Holy shit, that's a great <laughs> matchup. And the Niners. Yeah. I mean, look, I, I don't – I'll be honest with you. The only team that kind of scares me is the Eagles uh, with the sure. with healthy Jalen Hurts. But, man, could you imagine wild card weekend, the Niners and the Packers? That that would be pretty cool. Let, let me ask you this question. So and, – and you went over it and, and nailed it, right? So there are essentially three three possibilities for the 49ers as the two seed, right? It's mm-hmm. the Seahawks, the Lions, and the Packers. Rank those for me from would would like to see the most to would like to see the least. Of those three teams, who do you who are you hoping the 49ers face? Again, not not for storylines, but mm-hmm. wanting the 49ers to make it out of the wild card round. Wow. I, I'm not afraid of any of those teams, but yeah. if you had to rank it, 
what would you rank it as most want to see versus least want to see? I least want to see the Packers. And the reason okay. I say that again, not that I think they've played particularly well this season or they're, they're a particularly good team or anything like that. Aren't you just, maybe they're kind of due. That scares me a little bit. Just sometimes that kind of get, well, for my head, who can always find the, you know, mm-hmm. the scary part of things that scares me a little bit. The Seahawks would be the team. I'd want to see the second least because division team, you just never know. Sometimes you kind of know each other, right? That would scare me. And then the Lions, watch, I say this in the Lions, they're going to beat the Niners at 40 to 20. But the Lions don't scare me at all for, for a number of reasons. I know they have a good offense. It's been playing well, but there's not a lot of playoff experience there. I I, I don't, Jared Goff is a statue. The Niners have done well mm-hmm. against him in the past. I They don't scare me at all. So I would say Packers, I want to see the least, and then the Seahawks and then the Lions. I, I, I'm, I, I think I'm going to flip two of those. Um, the team I want to see the least is the Seahawks. And it's not because I am scared of the Seahawks, but the 49ers experienced exactly this same scenario last year in the NFC championship game. They faced a team for the third time that they had already beaten twice that season and they lost. It's very difficult to beat a team twice in an NFL season, which is why if they beat the Cardinals on Sunday, and, and I believe that they will, the David Blau led Cardinals, and we'll get into that later. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a sweep of the division, which is really, really impressive. Um, it's difficult to beat a team twice, let alone three times. And so 49ers experienced that last year. They went to LA and and they lost. They had beaten the, the Rams two times already that season and they lost. Let's be perfectly honest. This Seahawks team is nowhere near the 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 level of that 2021 Rams team. So it's it's not that. But there's just, I mean, when you know a team as well as those two teams know each other, it really feels like anything can happen. And I just would prefer not to have to worry about that. And so for me, it's the Seahawks. And then it is the the Packers, just because I mean. I, I know that the 49ers have owned the Packers in the playoffs. I get it. But there's also this idea of, you know, they're going to be due at some point. And, you know, Aaron Rodgers is a Hall of Fame quarterback. Are you afraid of their skill position players? No. Um, are you afraid of their defense? Eh, a little bit. Their their defense is good. I'm not afraid of their I'm, I'm not afraid of their defensive coordinator. That's the thing, right? Um, if we know anything about Kyle Shanahan, we know that he knows how to attack uh, a uh, a Brandon Staley style defense and Joe Barry right. who came to green Bay last season from the Rams uh, runs that type of defense. So I'm not even scared of that. It's just when you have a hall of famer under center, I, I feel like you're in any game regardless of how your, what your record is or, or how well you played in the regular season. So that would be my second. And then the lions, again, the lions do have a really good offense. Their defense has started to, to play better. Uh, but, they're also uh, not the same away from Ford field that they are at Ford field, right. which is right. why we saw them lose to the Panthers in Carolina and then come back and absolutely, uh, you know, put it on uh, who they play last week. Regardless, they got a victory. Um, they're playing at Lambeau Sunday night, which is why I think the Packers are, are, are going to win because uh, they're playing at home. And so I, I think it's going to be the Packers, but Hey, this has been a wonky season, so so you never know. But uh, but yeah, that would be from least uh, 
least favorite to most favorite. I want Seahawks, Packers, Lions. And the Packers, if they win this weekend and get in, they they would have won five games in a row. So they are on a little bit of a streak. Mm-hmm. Has it been an overly impressive streak? Uh, they won no. at Chicago 28-19. <laughs> they beat the Rams 24-12. Uh, they beat Miami with two of throwing the three picks in the second half after he got the mm-hmm. concussion. 26-20. And they trounced Minnesota 41-17. Yes, for what that they did. Was. They did. But Rodgers has been playing most of the season with injuries. His thumb is broken, I think, and mm-hmm. maybe he's getting a little bit healthy right now. His numbers haven't been terrific at all on this four-game winning streak. He hasn't thrown for over 238 yards or for more than one TD in any of those games. So it's not like he's really lighting it up. Um, the strength of the Packers is their running backs with Dylan and Aaron Jones, who they never give the ball to. They do, do not use Aaron Jones nearly enough. Um, so they would still – I could just – I don't know. There's just that, that thing, again, where the Niners have beaten them so many times. At some point, I just wonder if, if, if the ball is going to bounce a different way. But – Having said that, I, I feel really good about the Niners in the first round, regardless of, regardless of who they play. <laughs> and then as you get in the second round in the NFC, Philly is going to be there. Uh, um, I I have Minnesota is the type of team I, I could see losing in the first round, no matter who they play. Oh, they for sure, a hundred percent. So it's tough to pencil them in. I really think Dallas is going to get there. I, I really do. Um, but then again, you have Brady. That'll be a good game with Brady and Tampa. But I think Tampa just kind of stinks. I, they just pulled a lot of games out of their ass. But I think the Cowboys are going to be there. I think the Niners and the <laughs> Eagles. Yeah, yeah. And I think um, uh, I kind of feel like the Vikings are going to get upset. So um, what would, it I would be? Our- I would bet money that they're going to lose their first round matchup to the Giants. So I would bet money so, on it. So let's say they do. They're going to play the Giants, right? If they're in the three mm-hmm. seed. Yeah. So if that if that happens, the Giants go to the Eagles, the Niners Correct. play the Cowboys. If that Correct. would happen. Correct. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Well, the winner of Cowboys Bucks. Winner of Cowboys Bucks. I'm going to say yeah. that. So I would say the Cowboys. The Bucks, we've seen what the Niners did to them. And I think it would be mm-hmm. a similar type outcome. I think the Niners could beat them pretty handily. Dallas, I don't know. Um, they're the type of team I kind of feel is with what Dallas team decides to show up. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, <laughs> Dallas is interesting. You know, you look at some of the games they've played and, and you look at like what they did against the Eagles uh, and you're like, okay, that offense is good. Right. But then you see them play the Jaguars and you're like, oh, mm-hmm. that offense is not good. Um, I think, I don't think the Cowboys can play offense well against a team with a decent defensive line. Um, and I know that the Eagles have a good defensive line um, and they still, you know, that was a, that was a shootout, but that's also a division game. It was the second time they played each other. Um, I, I don't know how much you take away from that. Uh, I'm not, uh, the, the Eagles are the only team that, that really scares me in the NFC. And we've talked about this before. And for me, it's, it's because of Jalen Hurts's mobility. Yeah. Uh, but at the same time, you know, I, uh, my buddy, Tim Sprinkles, uh, played college ball, uh, played quarterback in college. 
Um, so, you know, knows the position and, you know, he said, you know what, like a, a shoulder injury, like it's going to take more than two or three weeks to recover from. And so as much as, you know, as much as he is likely going to play this week for them, uh, he may not be the same quarterback that he's been as an MVP candidate for this season. So it'll be interesting to see what that looks like. Uh, but, but yeah, the Eagles really are the only team that, that scares me. Now it's any given Sunday in the NFL. We know that, you know, obviously, but again, when we prognosticate like this, when we sit here and talk about it, all you can do is go by how teams are playing, how teams are built, what the roster looks like, right? It's all on paper and on paper, arguably there isn't a team better in the NFC than the 49ers. You might put the Eagles ahead just because you've got Hurts at quarterback who does have one playoff, one game of experience in the playoffs and mm-hmm. has been playing like an MVP candidate. Uh, but outside of that, I, I don't know that there's anything that the Eagles have on paper that you would take uh, in San Francisco over what, you know, what they already have. So um, where the Eagles, yeah. where the Eagles scare me, and I know Lane Johnson's battling an injury. Um, I know they've mm-hmm. had some injuries, but the thing where I would point to them, offensive and defensive lines are good, really good. Yes. And that's yeah. where I think if, if that's where the, a lot of the Niners strength is too. So I think if if that is even or close to it, can level the playing field a little bit. And what scares me with the Eagles the most, we mentioned last show about the rushing lanes that were open up for Jared Stidham. Hopefully the Niners are going to see that and clean that up because if Hurts gets things like that, it may not matter if his shoulder hurts or not because he may run sure. over them. Um, well, and, and I was gonna say the interesting thing, I was gonna say the interesting thing about that is it felt like what Nick said, Nick Bosa said after the game was those lanes were there largely because they underestimated Jarrett Stidham's athleticism. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think they went into that game kind of with a mindset of like, we don't need to mind the running lanes when we rush because he's not the type of athlete that's going to get out of the pocket and, and do anything. And so Bosa said we underestimated Stidham and it specifically pointed to that. And so I would assume going into a game, like uh, if they were going into a game against the Eagles, that would be one of the, one of the points of emphasis for them is we cannot, we cannot abandon our, our lanes. We cannot allow, uh, you know, the same kind of run lanes that we did against, mm. against Vegas. The other thing that scares me about them. And then someone asked a good question in our chat that I want to get to, um, you have Devontae Smith, you have A.J. Brown, you have some serious receivers out there. We've seen mm-hmm. with Devontae Adams. That scares me a little mm-hmm. bit, too, if those guys mm-hmm. can get open. Can maybe turn into a shootout. And the question that I liked was, um, this person asked, can Brock Purdy compete in a shootout with Aaron Rodgers, in your opinion? Now, I'll tie this into Aaron Rodgers, and I'll tie it in with the Eagles, with, with who we're talking about. And I think the answer is yes. I think if you asked me that six weeks ago or seven weeks ago, can Jimmy Garoppolo do it? I would have said probably not. I think the Niners yeah. keep the game in the 20s. But now what you're seeing is a team that scored 37 the past two weeks that have scored 30 plus the four of the past five. Yeah, they can win a game in the 30s now. I don't think they would have been able to do that if you asked me six, seven weeks ago. But now I think that. So I'm going in very confident into the playoffs because I think the defense will get their act together and they will keep the score down. And I think you have an offense that's going to be able to score a lot of points. You're going to have Debo back. You're going to have Eli Mitchell back. You're going to have pretty much every full complement. They even think Aaron Banks is going to be back, right? From what I saw, they they think he'll be back. So you're going to have a full complement of weapons. You're going to have a quarterback who's getting out of pressure. 
who's not making the big mistake, who's put, you're putting up points with. And I, I think they can do that. So I'm, I'm very confident going to the playoffs this year. Yeah, I am as well. Um, I, I agree with you. I do think now, you know, we say Brock Purdy and it is, it's Brock Purdy. He's the one pulling the trigger. Uh, but really what I trust is Kyle Shanahan calling the plays for Brock Purdy to be able to maintain, you know, or to be able to compete in a shootout with, with an Aaron Rodgers. Um, this offense is, is, is getting healthier going into the playoffs, right? They're going to add a Debo Samuel. They're going to add Elijah Mitchell. And like you said, banks, the, the, the injury for banks is a lot uh, less severe than they initially anticipated. And so uh, there, I believe there's a possibility he'll play this week. I would assume they'll hold him out. Um, I would, if, if I were them and, and give him a, a week to rest, but it, it does sound like he'll be, uh, he'll be available, which again, uh, opens it up to allow Brunskill and, and Burford to continue that rotation at right guard. Uh, you know, it, it, it seems like what they've done going into every game is said, Spencer, you're starting. And then if he starts to struggle, they bring Brunskill in and then mm -hmm. they kind of alternate the two. And so I think they want to continue to do that. So if Banks isn't out and Brunskill can return to that role, I think that's the, the most ideal for them. Um, and this run game has only gotten better as the season has gone on. McCaffrey has really found a footing as a, mm -hmm. as a running back, not just a, a receiver. And so with McCaffrey, with Elijah Mitchell, with Jordan Mason, uh, you know, I, I think, I think they can win a shootout, but I think what you're going to see is you're going to see a, a boa constrictor type, uh, performance from this team in the playoffs. They're going to choke out their opponent on the defensive side, and then they're going to choke out the time on the offensive side and just run the ball as much as possible. Um, and so I don't know that they're going to get in any shootouts, but I think if they do, I, I do think Brock is is up to it. And so that kind of leads me to one of the questions that that Zane brought up. Unfortunately, again, he's not he's not with us today. His power is out. Um, do you feel like Kyle Shanahan trusts Brock Purdy more than Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance? Yes. Yeah, and 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 how does that and for you how do how does that play out? What do you look for to say? Yeah, I can point to this and say I really do think that that he does trust him a little bit more. Well, I think the play that I that when I first said okay, he trusts him. Well, let me go back to the Miami game. He threw. And I want to pull the stats up, but he threw thirty plus times when he first came in Purdy in the Miami game. So it wasn't a thing where Kyle brought him in and said, "Oh man." This is my third string quarterback. You know, they got up seven to, what was it? 10 to seven after he let him on the first drive there. Yeah. And then Shanahan said, all right, you know, I got to make sure we just run, run, run the ball. He threw 37 times in that game. That was mm -hmm. the first thing that I said, wow, he, tr he trusts it. Even in the Tampa Bay game, playing Tom Brady, playing a good defense. You look at Brock's numbers and he was 16 to 21 for 185 yards. You say, well, he didn't do a ton of damage. Well, he did because it was all in the first half. And then the Niners kind of took their, their foot off the gas. And the play that I was going to refer to was the Seattle game. When they needed that game iced, it's third and one, I believe. Calls a rollout. And basically on the play where Purdy was rolling out, he had two options. He could either hit the player in the flat. And if that wasn't there, he was trusting him to run and get the first out. Put the ball in his hands on third and one. He didn't say, all right, I'm going to give it to McCaffrey. I'm going to run it. Put the ball in his hands to ice the game. And Purdy did, Purdy did that. And I, and I think you saw it also in this past game. 
against the Raiders when they were down. There didn't seem like there was any fear in Shanahan to let him throw the ball and get him back in the game. And at the end, um, when they missed the field goal, so they're tied, right? Going into that last, I was got to think of these games. Going back to that last drive, Shanahan could have kind of played for overtime, kind of played it sort of safe. He had Purdy throwing the ball downfield. And you look at the last pass that kind of ended up being a duck that I got up and grabbed. Um, I think it's maybe, I don't remember, maybe he got pressured or it got thrown a little late, whatever it was. But the, the point of this is that he trusted him to throw downfield and just try to end the game right there instead yeah. of just trying to play for the field goal and nickel and dime. He showed multiple times that he trusts Brock Purdy. And I think he'll do the same in the playoffs. And I think you'll see things where towards the end of the half, if you're winning 13 to six, where a lot of times he would sit on the ball with Jimmy, I think he might, I think he might push the envelope there. I think you'll see that. So it's crazy to say that, yeah, he trusts this, rookie seventh round draft pick but he does and i think he does more than jimmy and definitely more than lance who he yeah didn't even yeah you know and, and i think the big the big clue is always going to be play calling right and uh we had the comment up earlier christopher johnson said end of quarter or end of half play calling shows that shanahan trusts him more um i the other thing and and i i tried to find this and i couldn't um and i imagine somebody might be able to maybe even while I'm talking here, Al, maybe you might be able to. It feels like to me, <clears throat> anecdotally, right? Because I don't have the stats. One of the ways that I feel like another uh, another clue that he does is the amount or, or the number of times that Kyle Shanahan has thrown on first down with Brock mm -hmm. Purdy under center. Because in the past, right, the way that, that Kyle Shanahan called games with Jimmy Garoppolo specifically and we can't even really get into Trey Lance because there's just not enough data right there's very few right drives very few games whatever obviously the number of times he ran Trey Lance tells you that he didn't trust him fully with the offense so there's that but with Jimmy Garoppolo again the name of the game for the offense with Jimmy Garoppolo under center was efficiency and mm -hmm. it's, it's still the name of the game with Brock Purdy, but not, not to the level that it is with Jimmy Garoppolo. And what that was, was Jimmy Garoppolo nails on third down, right? But nails on third down when it's third and manageable. Third and long, yeah. not as much, right? And so in order to stay ahead of the chains, Kyle Shanahan was calling a lot of runs on first and second down, right? so that you can get to third and manageable if you don't bust this run or whatever the case may be. And what I feel like I've seen from, from Kyle is on a first down, when they come to the line, I'm like, here, they're going to run the ball. And all of a sudden it's play action with Purdy or even just a straight drop back with Purdy. I'm like, mm -hmm. Oh, that's surprising. We're throwing on first down. And you, you do have to trust your quarterback. If you're going to throw on first down, because if you miss that throw, you're at second and 10, right? And you've really hamstrung yourself uh, on that drive already, right? You're you're behind the chains now. You've got no positive yardage on first down. And so I don't remember him. Uh, I don't remember him throwing a lot on first down with Jimmy. I'm not saying he never did, but I don't remember it being as often as he does with Purdy. And so, like I said, that's more anecdotal on my end. I haven't been able to, to find numbers to bear that out. But to me, I would agree with you. He does trust Purdy more. And it's not, I, I think part of it is he trusts him to throw the ball away if he needs to, because he's yes. done that in, in, in his five games, four that he started, he's 
arguably he's probably thrown the ball away more than Jimmy Garoppolo did in all of his starts that he's had this season combined. And that's with Jimmy Garoppolo with us giving him props for throwing the ball away more. Jimmy Garoppolo right. was doing it more this season. And even with that, I still feel like Purdy in these five games of, of gameplay has done it more. He, I think he trusts Purdy to, to make the right read. And if it's not there to use his legs to either extend the play or throw the ball away. So I absolutely believe that, that he trusts Purdy more than he does uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. And, and we've had quite a few comments uh, in the comment section uh, agreeing with us. So um, I yeah. do, th I definitely think there, there is um, the, the answer to that question is, is yes. He reads the field better than Jimmy Garoppolo. He reads the field post snap better than Jimmy Garoppolo. And I think Kyle Shanahan sees that and, and, and takes uh, solace in, in being able to call, call the game a little bit differently with Brock than he would with, with Jimmy. Get ready for a whole off season of Brock and Trey. I, it's going to be fun. It's going to probably sure. drive me crazy, but it's also going to be fun.